Safe from April 21st, 2019. I'm Philip Alpha. I'm Patrick Mifflin. And I'm Chris Sologi. Yeah, and uh, as you can probably tell, it's going to be a very interesting show. Uh, it's just the three of us this week because it is a holiday weekend and everybody else is uh, busy doing other things. Uh, so it's just us. Uh, and two of us are sick. So that's. Hell yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be fun. Um, maybe it won't be the most uh, cogent podcast we've ever done, but hey, it might be entertaining. Uh, so we had a very interesting week this week. Uh, it's almost like we're getting close to E3 and some of the announcements are starting to come along. Hmm. Wonder how that works. Mm. Yeah. It's uh, a mystery to us all. Yeah. So uh, there's been a lot of uh, fun stuff to uh, talk about for the week. Uh, along with a pretty big release week for uh, this week. Uh, We've got, uh, let's see here, well, Mortal Kombat 11, obviously. That's like, I think, just finished downloading on my PS4, and I can't play it for another two days. Damn it. (laughs) Yeah. That uh, Days Gone uh, is coming out Friday. Yeah, Friday. Uh, And uh, one that uh, Chris is probably looking forward to, Box Boy and Box Girl. Um, so. Yeah, and there's also, let's see, Jupiter Mars yeah, is out tomorrow. Yep. Hmm. Uh, and then there's Picross S3. Yeah. Yeah, so. So uh, I'm like, fuck, I don't have money for all this shit. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, but yeah, at least it's like in the middle of the year instead of like all being crammed into one holiday season. Uh, yeah, I, I am. A, I am kind of a fan of this trend of actually putting releases every month. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's a good thing. Uh, of course, uh, with uh, Mortal Kombat 11, there's been a little bit of a. I don't know if it's a controversy, but there's been some stuff that's surfaced about uh, how the uh, single player tower stuff is just well so in some areas borderline broken. Yeah, there's a there's an article there. Uh, there's a lot of grinding because, of course, there is. It's Warner Brothers. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, and some of the fights, which are just well, uh, if a pro Mortal Kombat player is telling you it's bullshit, it's probably bullshit. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, but he did uh, uh, make sure to mention that uh, this is uh, pre-launch code. Um, so, you know, by the time the game comes out on Tuesday, it could be patched or there could, could be, be a completely update. different story. Yeah. Uh, but as of right now, it does look a little weird and well, I'm hoping it doesn't turn out to be just a complete grind fest that leads you towards microtransactions to speed everything up, which is, well, it is Warner Brothers. So. <clears throat> At the same time, I'm thinking if you're resorting to microtransactions to win a single player game, then you probably shouldn't be playing it in single player. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, I think it was you probably shouldn't have to. I mean, the single yeah. player should probably be balanced to the point where you could do it if you just get good enough uh, instead of where the only yeah. uh, option is to lose the first two rounds, hope that the uh, opponent mercies you, uh, use a consumable item that gives you back another 50% of your health, win that next and win the next two rounds because you've gotten uh, because after you do a mercy the uh, opponents lose their augments uh yeah if that's the only way to win a to win a particular fight wow you've got issues <laughs> so yeah 
Uh, but we'll see. Uh, it comes out in a couple of days. As far as the fighting goes, it looks fantastic. Yes. Um, so, you know, it, it, that's that's the thing with the last couple of fighting games that we both talked about. It's like the the core mechanics in, are just amazing, and then everything around them just makes me want to, like, gouge out my eyeballs. Yeah. So. Hopefully that's not a lasting trend. No, I hope not. Of course, it, uh, this is, you know, Warner Brothers, so they might end up pulling a Shadow of War and just changing it all half about six months after the game launches. So. Yeah, especially if people are already up in arms. Yeah, true. So and We will wait with bated breath to see how that goes. Uh, as far as that, well, we've been playing some stuff this week. You know, for me, it's been yes. a lot of uh, a lot of the same DG two and DOA six, but I've also added some MK ten uh, into the mix for obvious nice. reasons. Uh, that game is still practiced. Great. It is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't wait till Tuesday. I want to play MK eleven, and oh, well, hopefully, it will turn out to be great. So that's kind of it for me. But what about you, Pat? Uh, so I've been playing my usual Stormblood. I haven't been streaming yet because of obvious reasons with me being sick and all, yeah. but I am starting to get that ready, and hopefully it should be a thing that happens as soon as I'm feeling better, whenever that might be. Yeah. Um, still doing the um, gold saucer points grind. Mm. Uh I think I'm about a third of the way there for the car on both my characters. So that's going well. Hmm. Um, and unlike most recent weeks, I've actually been playing other games. <laughs> um, I picked up Power Rangers Battle for the Grid, which is a very interesting take on the three-on-three tag fighter genre. Hmm. Uh, it has a lot of potential in both its content and its um, actual gameplay because the engine seems overly basic at first, but there's a lot going on with it. And you've got Justin Wong doing the tuning for it, so it's only going to get better from there. The problem right now is that it's anemic. And what I mean by that is, how many characters would you say you need to have to support a three-on-three fighting game? Uh, I'd say you need at least 24. That would be the very bare yeah. minimum that I would go for. We're, we're not at 24. Hmm. Um, right now, at, as I speak, we're at nine. Yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't work. <laughs> there is a free three-character pack coming out sometime soon. Hmm. And then a paid three-character pack coming out after that. Huh. And from there, we'll just kind of see where where they take the game. Hopefully, they continue supporting it because it, it is a lot of fun, and it has a ton of potential, but right now it feels like little more than just a proof of concept because it has so few characters on it. Hmm. But um, the potential is really spectacular just because... Um, They've got the right people working on it, and they're basing it on kind of the extended universe that you see in the in the comic books and such. So the um, while it's not quite as deep as say going to the Japanese product and having the entire Super Sentai IP to draw from, there's still a whole hell of a lot that they can do with it moving forward. And I really look forward to seeing uh, what this game evolves into over time. Yeah. 
Um, in addition to that, I picked up Red Out because it's on a pretty good sale right now for a little over $10. And um, as Wipeout clones go, this seems to be one of the better ones. I'm happy with what little I've played so far. But um, I definitely have uh, more to experience before I can speak authoritatively on it. Yeah, I've heard good things about that. So, yeah. Uh, I've also heard that you really probably should play it either on the PC or on the PS4. Um, yeah. Well, I'm playing it on the PS4, so yeah. good. <laughs> um, so, but, Yeah, Battle for the Grid, uh, $20 right now, and the the paid character pass is going to be $15 for three characters. Um, watch for this game to become something because it's got it's got a lot of good ideas behind it, and it really is a blast to play. So yeah. I'm kind of wondering if they're not slow burning this one, uh, trying going leading up to the the next Power Rangers movie, and then they're gonna maybe maybe do a push uh, after that because they'll have I'd be time on board. To, you know, they'd have time to you know develop the game more. Uh, get some more characters in there. Yeah. And this is the 25th anniversary, too. I think that's what this game's being made to celebrate. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, definitely give it a look if you've got 20 bucks to to spend. Um, you could definitely do a lot worse. Uh, all right. And uh, you, Chris, what's up with you? Uh, yeah, so uh, I got Dreams this week. Hmm. Uh, which uh, so far has been pretty great. Uh, I did two streams on that. On Tuesday, I basically uh, just kind of played a bunch of other people's creations. Yeah. And there's uh, some really nice stuff on there. Uh, and some stuff that got a little bored from the previous beta uh, going into this. So that was... Uh, I played some more of that since then. Like, there's one that's a first-person shooter. And on Tuesday, basically the... The gun was not sticking to the hands, so it just looked real weird. Uh, but when I played it yesterday, uh, they had fixed that. Uh, so, that, so there's a lot of uh, a lot of cool stuff on there, uh, both games and just kind of assets you can import into your own games. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's just a, it's a it's a really well my game, uh, game engine, I guess. Uh, uh, yesterday I streamed uh, me working on my own sort of concept in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is essentially like a Picross game. Okay. Uh, trying to figure out how that whole thing would work. Uh, so I got the uh, the tile itself working. Uh, I tried to clone it and then broke it <laughs> in that process. Uh, uh, basically because I was using uh, this thing called an exclusive gate yeah. uh, modifier that uh, meant none of the others with the exclusive gate would also work at the same time. <laughs> mm. So I had to essentially delete it and uh, reattach the wire to the color that I wanted the tile to turn into, hmm. uh, which was fine. Uh, I just had to do that 25 times. <laughs> so I was doing like a five-by-five five grid. Welcome to programming, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, like it's it's a really cool way of doing this stuff. Uh, there's less, obviously, like coding itself, but... Uh, a lot more of like you pull up these, uh, you put these gadgets on here. You can pull them up in Windows, yeah. uh, essentially like you would on a computer, uh, and uh, you kind of wire them together. So you're like, okay, this 
I have like a grab sensor on there. So when you grab it, it sends a signal to this counter that counts between one and zero. Hmm. Uh, so once it gets to the the full number, it uh, reset, knows to reset it hmm. back to zero. So one is when it turns black, and when it's zero, it resets. Uh, and then that sets uh, that number out to a uh, a variable modifier, essentially. It just notes it as the the color for that block, and then I have that wired to uh, the specific color on the object itself. Yeah, and that uh, kind of all works out pretty well. Yeah, uh, it really is. It really is programming. It's just a very visual way of of doing yeah. it. And you can fine tune it the the variables and numbers and all that if you want to. Yeah. Uh, so you can kind of get that. Uh, fine detail if you want for the most part hmm. uh, I think there's probably a lot of things that people have to find workarounds for if they're wanting to really get into the nitty gritty stuff but uh, there's a lot of uh, flexibility there for what uh, you can do and yeah so I've got the, the grid that will light up as you click on it Yeah. and I was trying to figure out that took like an hour hmm. uh, and that was uh, just making the one block was like two hours beforehand because I was like uh, the tutorials don't necessarily go into like what each modifier is, uh, which makes sense because that's that's a shitload of stuff to try to explain, especially trying to figure out a good context to explain it in. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, the uh, after that, I was trying to figure out, okay, well, how do I display the numbers on the sides? And I haven't figured out a great way for that. I basically use the text display. Hmm. Uh, which the weird thing is when you try and clone that, the the text, the actual display output, uh, stays in the same place that the previous one is. Hmm. So I have to sit there, I move the uh, the little modifier up to where I want it, then I have to go find the output uh, and pull it to make sure it's not the one that the other one was, which when they're all set at one uh, to output just as a basic number, uh, makes it a little harder to figure out which one's which. Mm. So I had to like change the numbers uh, just to do that. So that took a good while, and then I figured out how to set the camera for the game itself, uh, which works pretty well. Uh, so basically, I got like the the board and the numbers will be like the the right two thirds of the screen. Yeah. And I figure I'll have instructions or whatever on the left side. Um, and that's kind of where I was at after two hours. Mm. Because uh, now I got to figure out how to get it so that it'll recognize that the blocks are filled in and count those towards whatever the solution needs to be. Yeah. Uh, and then I guess be able to tell you, hey, uh, this thing's solved, and figure out how to do that. Yeah. It's like still major stuff, but essentially I'm trying to build a, a template right now. Yeah. Then I can just start making puzzles for it. And all that. Yeah. Once you get the logic down. Yeah. yeah. It's like getting all this hard stuff. It's like the first time creating is like a really technically complex thing. Hmm. So I just like, oh, I'll just make a fucking another platformer like everybody else. <laughs> uh, thing is like, yeah, I want to do something different that interests me. Yeah. And it's kind of a puzzle in itself trying to figure out all this stuff out. Yeah. Uh, especially when I was like, okay, this is all fucked up. How do I fix this? <laughs> what is the thing here that is breaking it? Yeah. Uh, so it's like trying to f- rewire it in different ways, take out certain functions out of there. Uh, it's like, okay, it's not this. 
And then I'll go to others, and it's like, okay, this works, but it doesn't stay on. Hmm. It does when you grab it to turn it black, but it doesn't stay black as like it's turning it on. So it's like, well, I need the counter because I need it to create a solid number hmm. that stays that until you click it and it turns off. Yeah. Um, do, do they have a way to like step through, like, uh, you know, part by part, or? Uh, I mean, you pull up the the windows for each of the little gadgets you have attached to it, and watch the wires where they're going. Hmm. Uh, and you and even uh, you can be OCD and kind of uh, add nodes to the wires to like organize them hmm. if you really need to on the on the the item you're putting it on. Yeah. So there's like even a lot of like little touches. Well, uh, comments think, are very yeah. important. Yeah. Uh, I imagine you probably could. There's there's that whole text display thing. You could just make it not display in the game. Hmm. Uh, you could probably do it that way if you want. Um, but yeah, the and there's just lots of detail in the way you do things. Like the the tutorials do a pretty good job of getting you the basics. Like even camera controls. There's uh, a bunch of different ways of doing camera controls besides obviously just moving it around like a camera. Because hmm. uh, there is, I think it's R1. Is sort of a, a quick move, yeah. sort of thing, and L1 they treat like your shift button. Hmm. So you can hold L1, R1, and it'll essentially just warp you to the place you're uh, clicking on, hmm. kind of thing. Uh, or you can hold L1, and that'll just move you in, in a two directional uh, plane. Okay. So if you need to just move straight up yeah. without looking up first, uh, and that's like there's like a lots of stuff there and. Also, uh, so you're, and that's how you clone stuff too, is L1 and then grab with R2, hmm. uh, which then it has a really cool wave. Like uh, if you have a gap and you're trying to put uh, blocks down in between it, uh, if you grab the block, clone it, and hold it to the end, uh, and if you let go of L1 at that point, uh, you can hit the D-pad left and right to add blocks in between it to fill in. So you don't have necessarily have to do it one by one by one by one cloning it. Yeah. It just knows to fill it in. Or if you tilt them first uh, and you you do both ends that are tilted, it'll be able to fill it in like a like a rounded bridge hmm. kind of thing. So there's like lots of detail and uh, things that they thought about like making it easier in certain aspects hmm. uh, instead of your typical like you know Minecraft style like. Just place each brick, yeah, and that's where it goes, sort of thing. Hmm. Uh, and yeah, there's there's even some cool stuff like with grabbing. If you just hold down the right trigger a little bit, it lets you do like a fine move, yeah. Versus holding it down the whole way and just doing bigger movements. Uh, there's like lots of cool touches with the controls, and yeah, it's all done with motion controls too. Hmm. Uh, whether you're doing it with the, the DualShock Four gyros or you use Move controllers. Uh, Obviously, they have different benefits for different things. So, like, the moves are good for sculpting. Yeah. Uh, all that sort of stuff, the 3D actual uh, creation versus uh, a lot of fine movements are better with the DualShock 4 hmm. and detail-oriented stuff. Uh, but, yeah, that's that game is, uh, I think, is really cool. Hmm. Especially if you import other people's stuff, it knows how to credit everything. Yeah. It'll create the credits for you, like oh, you did, you know, this stuff uh, and all that. And there's ways to like send your creation out to other people if you're working with them. 
uh, and all that sort of stuff. It's and you can create versions pretty easily, so people can look at it like, oh, here's you know when here's like the base you know uh, version of the game, and then here's when he added this and this and this. So I have like uh, a couple of those like here's where you can just click on all the blocks and they work, hmm. and here's where the numbers are at, <laughs> added, yeah. uh, stuff like that. So you can kind of uh, do some of that documentation that way too. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, that's just like the first week of doing stuff with this game. Uh, and it does a good job of like rewarding people for however they want to interact with this stuff. Uh, because you have a profile level system. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm level nine now. Uh, and it keeps track of what you're doing. So like mine, I've mostly played, but now, uh, I think art and designer, my two other highest ones. Hmm. Uh, and there's also, what is there? There's those two. Uh, I think there is music and there's uh, curation hmm. are the other like aspects they track. And so you can just be the person that just creates collections of cool stuff yeah. to recommend people, uh, that sort of stuff. Or you can be the person who just does music uh, or uh, you know, art just make lots of assets for other people to use. Mm. Uh, all that sort of cool stuff. And there's just there's lots of good games in there that like work in progress stuff. Because uh, there's some people that just have their priorities out of whack for what this should do. So I've seen people like, oh, it needs games on par with like Devil May Cry Five and Sekiro. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> uh, it's like expecting people on day one Unity release to be able to make you know. Uh, God of War. Yeah. And it's like, what? Maybe they'll get to that point at some point, but that's not where they're going to be at when they're just figuring out how to set cameras and shit. Yeah. Figuring out how to make a, a model hold a gun. Uh, people will have their priorities out of whack for a bit, but uh, the people are actually buying it and you know, making stuff or checking it out uh, all seem to have the, the right uh, attitude in mind. Mm. Uh, sort of just collaborating with people, you know, Offering suggestions and tips and all that sort of stuff, and it's a uh, it's kind of what that game really needs. Yeah. Sort of like the original like Little Big Planet games. Uh, need less people are being like, eh, platforming sucks. More people are like, hey, here's how to make you know calculators and here's how to make a shooter out of this 2D platformer thing. Hmm. Like do all these weird shit with the games. Um, but yeah, that's that's definitely been a, a really cool thing to check out. I'm going to continue working on my little Pricross game. Uh, try and figure out the the other stuff that is uh, the vast majority of what it's going to be. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And uh, as for other stuff, uh, I've been playing more Rocket League. Uh, I've got all the goals done for this week uh, for the Rocket Pass stuff. Uh, but I've just been playing more of it. And I'm in gold for the 3v3 general uh, rankings, which is good. Because uh, I'm working on upgrading my uh, like level for the season, uh, which I think I'm working towards gold. I need a couple more wins, uh, but you have to be in gold to be able to rank it up. Uh, so I've been getting more games in there and actually just doing better uh, and get more getting better teammates uh, and players to work with. That makes it a lot easier when you don't get chuckleheads <laughs> who don't really know how to play or. Or the sort of people are like, oh, we're down by one, uh, you know, two minutes in, let's forfeit. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing, you idiot? Yeah. 
the guy just basically gave up playing. It's like, this is a fucking idiot. So I reported him for unsportsmanlike conduct. Hmm. Uh, I did have a great username I was playing against uh, earlier uh, who happened to score the first goal and kind of rubbed it in. Uh, it was straight poop water. <laughs> that was the elite version of straight. <laughs> uh, it's like, okay, this this is pretty good. We beat him. Uh, but that was a good first goal. It was like, uh, poop, uh, straight poop water, uh, scored or might've been poo water, but either way it was like, all right. Uh, I did, uh, play a little bit on Xbox and there was a guy that used, uh, underscores to have like a, a username is a fag. Mm. I was like, yeah, there's, I reported it for a bad, uh, group name. Mm. Uh, even though I couldn't really figure out, like the proper like thing to report it on. Yeah. So there's only like uh abuse, uh unsportsmanlike conduct, like AFK, uh and like the bad club name kind of thing. It's like yeah, it could be used a little bit more mm. uh stuff to report people on. But uh yeah, that's been uh, a lot of fun to get back into and play some more this past week. And uh also been playing more MLB the show nineteen. Uh working more on my road to the show player who is uh, hitting pretty well now. I am leading the, the double-A in batting average. I'm in the 350s, uh, about 20 points ahead of anybody else. And uh been getting lots of uh, RBIs, uh, as well as some runs. As, uh, just happens to be lucky my other teammates are playing pretty well now. Uh, and it helps that uh, yeah, I'm just kind of in a good groove with that game. Uh, so I'm definitely going to be putting some more time into that. Uh, still kind of stuck as a right fielder right now, but uh, it's been getting a bit better. Still has a bit of trouble with like that first step, figuring out where to go after the ball is hit. Uh, Cause it'll ding you for reaction time. If you're like, I have no idea which direction to go yeah. right away. Uh, it feels like it could use uh something to give you a little heads up like before you run because yeah. if you don't move like right away uh you are kind of dinged and uh yeah that's kind of a a bit of a bummer uh because because uh, if you don't if you're like oh it's probably gonna go behind me uh if you don't start moving that way you might uh end up just not being able to get the ball yeah. uh it's a little bit weird but yeah that's uh it's kind of the one bummer I've had right now, but uh, yeah, that game's still pretty great. And uh, just been doing streaming this week. Uh, played Operencia last Sunday for the Xbox stream, just continuing to play it. Yeah. Got to a new dungeon uh, where I was kind of promptly stumped <laughs> uh, because it's they introduced these invisible walls that, like at first glance, you don't see that they're like opaque or. Uh, transparent like slightly transparent mm. uh, unless you're like looking directly at him because it's also kind of a tomb so it's a little bit dark uh, so a couple times like i have no idea where to go and then i just accidentally backed up and started getting attacked by an enemy i was like what the fuck mm. uh, i was like oh i walked through this wall and found an enemy on the other side mm. uh but uh yeah i've been just continuing to play through that and that is just a really fun game i'm mm. uh, nearing the end of this dungeon uh that I'm in, but I'm also trying to get some of the Game Pass quests done. Yeah. 
Oh, which is annoying when the Xbox Rewards app on the Xbox One doesn't work. It's been down for a couple of days. Like you try and load it, and it just it's endless loading. Yeah. Like some people had it say like, "We don't know where you're at." And it's like, "What?" <laughs> uh, luckily, I haven't had that issue. Just it just shows me the 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 loading screen and like, "Oh, this is never ending." Maybe I have to restart the Xbox, yeah. and that didn't fix it either. So I was like, "Well, okay." I have no faith they're going to remember that I got these achievements that should unlock the goals. <laughs> uh, and I haven't seen any word from them like, oh, we're working on this sort of thing either. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, I kind of really regret using my Xbox One every time I do. Because <laughs> it just runs so poorly. Mm. Uh, maybe they'll fix that next gen. I don't, I don't have any faith in that, but... Because they added this extra power with the X, and it's like, this should have helped. Yeah. But it doesn't. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, I mentioned on Let's Weekend and Straight and some Katana Katana Zero on Thursday. Yeah. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, and Dreams was yesterday. Hmm. And I think today I'm going to be playing Outcast Second Contact. Hmm. I guess the name for yeah. the Game Pass. Games of Gold. Games of Gold. Yeah. Because yeah. I want to see how bad that game is. <laughs> Because I've heard this new version is just not great. They didn't do the great job with the, the controller support or anything like that. And it's like, okay, I want to see if this was a, as bad of a choice as it seemed like. Uh, but yeah, I also just played Dreams on Tuesday as well. I don't know. Yeah. Because uh, uh, Days Gone is not out until Friday, so that's going to have to be a Saturday stream. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's been pretty much it. Dreams is the only weird game that has been messing with my streams of late. Yeah. It's like the Tuesday stream, uh, it was telling me it was working. And then I went to look at my stream uh, on the channel itself. And it's like, there's nothing here. Yeah. Or it's like a black screen. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so I had to like unplug and plug in stuff. Had my Elgato's dangling on a shorter USB cable for the whole stream uh, that I found it one that worked. Hmm. Uh, then I did my, then I fixed put it back to where it should have been before for the Thursday stream with the switch. And it worked fine. Mm. Then I did the, the dream stream yesterday and it had no audio, <sighs> which is bad when I was trying to play like a, a music rhythm game. It's in there. Yeah. And it's like, uh, okay. I try like resetting. Cause it might've been like HDCP or something like that. Uh, messing with audio or whatever, but it, I couldn't figure out what it was. And I was like, all right, well, we'll just not play anything. So I took like a break to mm. play some other stuff. Mm. It's like, all right, we've figured out a big problem. Let's take a little break. And then it's like, ah, no audio. I don't know what's going on. Cause I don't have any audio in my, my game. So there's no point, you know, trying to fix that. Yeah. Uh, it's just me trying to figure out puzzles essentially. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's been kind of it. Mm-hmm. It's always a good thing to do when you got a sore throat. Yeah, is talk on podcasts and streams. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so uh, been there, done that. All right, so we'll move on to the news stories. We, we don't have a whole lot of them this week, thankfully. Uh, <laughs> so, that's some big stuff. Yeah, there's some big stuff. So uh, we'll start with Capcom announcing the uh, Capcom Home Arcade System, the big the ugliest plug-and-play system. Yeah, a two-player. That thing is an eyesore. Yeah, it's a, a two-player, uh, basically plug-and-play control panel version of their logo. Yeah, uh, like they made a they made a, an arcade stick out of their logo. 
Yeah, that's that um, is uh, that is that is a huge ego there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so it is. Um, it's a thing that exists. Uh, it's apparently going to be about two hundred and fifty dollars. Holy shit! No. Uh-huh. Hard uh, pass. It's got sixteen games. Uh, uh, that's one. that's anemic for a device like that. Yeah. It's like fourteen bucks a game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you got to figure in the hardware too. So I'm sure it's the greatest games ever made, huh? Actually, there's some there's some real gems on here. Yeah. Uh, so I'll go through. But it would list. have to be all of there, them. Have there are to be some the gems, but there are also things. some what the fuck were they thinking choices. Yeah, we'll we'll go over them uh, here. Uh, so uh, we'll start off with uh, 1944, the Loop Master. Uh, that's just one of the later 1942 games. Yeah. It's, okay. Uh, it's uh, I think that one's a CPS two. Yeah, CPS two. Or, or I'm assuming you do loop de loops in that. Oh, uh, yeah, you do a lot of loops. Okay. <laughs> that's your power. I figured that's why I was named that. Yeah. Um, it, it's a good game. It's fine. And yeah. It's not bad. Uh, you've got Alien vs. Predator, uh, which is probably where most of the price of this unit went. Um, the licensing. Licensing and the fact, yeah, so there's that. Uh, and uh, collectors will be very unhappy about this because this game is almost unobtainium. Uh, as far as the actual CPS2B board goes. Uh, so there's that. Uh, that's, that's uh, for those not familiar, it's a you know Final Fight style beat em up uh, and actually one of the better ones on the CPS2 platform. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, like a precursor to them actually making Aliens vs. Predator movies. Yeah. Yep. Uh, let's see. You got here Armored Warriors, which was on the Capcom beat em up bundle. Uh you got Capcom Sports Club, which is one of the first what the fuck um, yeah. choices. Uh, let's see. Then we got Captain Commando, which was also on the Capcom beat em up bundle. Cyberbots, Full Metal uh, Madness, which I. I like was, that pick. Yeah, I think that was also on the <laughs> beat em up bundle. Really? It's a fighting game. Yeah. Huh. Uh, well, I could be wrong. I'll have to check that one again, but I don't think so. Uh, then you got uh, Darkstalkers, the Night Warriors. What the actual fuck? Um, of all the Darkstalkers games they picked, they went with that one. The least appealing of them. Yeah. Uh, they could have put Vampire Savior on here, but for some reason they didn't. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Then we have Eco Fighters. Uh, Fully serviceable shooter. Yeah. Okay, Final Fight, well, not a whole lot Duh. to say there. Also on the Capcom beat up bundle. Uh, Ghouls and Ghosts, uh, there's no real... <laughs> it, That's no, not controversial. Yeah, not controversial at all. That's a fantastic game. Uh, Giga Wing, another great shooter. Yeah. Uh, Mega Man, the power battle. Uh, what's a one-on-one, well, basically a boss rush uh, type. Yeah. Type game. Yeah. It, it could be a take it or leave it pick. Yeah, take it or leave it pick. It's also very expensive. Um, uh, uh, the next one, Pro Gear, that's another uh, uh, beat em up. That one is also very expensive. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think I don't think this one is on the uh, beat em up bundle. I think this one's exclusive to mm-hmm. this. Um, 
So, yeah, that's another decent one, I guess. Uh, Street Fighter 2 Hyper Fighting. Okay. Uh, I kind of wonder if this is why Hyper Fighting was not on the Arcade 1-Up unit. It's possible. Uh, yeah, maybe they don't want to be in the way of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Str- oh, Strider. Although that one is on one it's of the right. arcade one-up <laughs> units, so go go figure. And uh, Super Puzzle Fighter Two Turbo. Yeah, it's okay. It's fine. I mean, there's there's decent games here. I'm not sure that there's two hundred and fifty dollars worth. Uh, no, as well, if you I am sure actually, there isn't. Well, if you tried yeah. to actually get the hardware for it, yes, there would be. Oh yeah, but. Uh, yeah, it's a big ask for uh, a lot of ROMs, basically. It's just such an aimless list, though. Yeah, it doesn't seem very contiguous. It's, there's not a whole lot of thematic you know, theme to it. Uh, it's kind of really all over the place. Uh, and uh, I don't know if you've heard this, but there's uh, actually a bit of controversy right now in the Final Burn Alpha uh, community. Uh, because Capcom is proclaiming that they're using Final Burn Alpha even though the license for FBA prohibits commercial use. That's, oh, I can, I can guess how that happened. Yeah, so something happened there. Uh, according to one of the one of the devs who said, uh, yeah, they cleared that with, uh, with me, uh, but not everybody else apparently. So that's caused a little bit of a fracture in that community right now. Uh, the only way that they can actually make that right with uh, the emulation community is if they actually contribute back their changes, uh, because they're they're adding in online leaderboards and stuff like that, which the original emulator doesn't have. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, if the changes that they make get added back in, then maybe people will forgive that. But uh, as of right I now, I almost I almost wonder if Capcom just eight hundred pound gorilla it and said, look. Um, let us use the simulation technology, or we might not be able to sue you, but we successfully, but we can consign you to a life of legal fees from which you will never emerge. And that was probably how they they got them to go along with it. Yeah, yeah, that's possible. But, you know, I can I could see them pulling that. Yeah, I mean, they could have done just what the other Chinese companies do and just not. Just use it and not tell anybody. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. So, uh, this exists. It's coming out in the fall. Uh, and I don't think I'm going to buy it because it's just way too expensive. <laughs> also, big and ugly. Yeah, it says yeah. it's 29 inches wide. Yeah. 29 inches wide, and it's supposed to be played on your lap. Uh No. With a friend, you you're gonna have to you're gonna have to be very very comfortable with the person you're playing with. Uh, so yeah. you're gonna want to go to Walmart and get a stick table or something. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that. Uh, in other, uh, for my part, I think I would just be happier buying uh, Sanwa parts for my Pandora's box. Yeah. And leaving it at that, which also uses File and Burn Alpha, I should point out. Yeah. Uh, to, uh, to well to some degree. Yeah. Yeah. 
okay, so another collection news. Uh, Konami has actually revealed the uh, full lineup for the Castlevania and arcade collections. Well, the arcade collection, we had the uh, the lineup before. Uh, yeah, that's out now. Yeah, that's out now on the PlayStation Store. Uh, and uh, yeah, and it's it's a really weird collection because it just named, I think, Arcade Anniversary Collection. Yeah. It's not the Konami anniversary, Arcade Anniversary Collection. Just no Konami branding on the name at all. It's like, <laughs> if you didn't look at it, you wouldn't know that it was Konami. Yeah, which is weird. Um, I, I'm almost uh, of the opinion right now that Konami is looking to rebrand. Uh, I think they probably run their name into the ground yeah. at this point and are maybe looking to uh, you know, distance themselves from it somehow. But it's hard to do when you're putting out collections of your legacy games. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know how you do that. What they really need is an internal purge. Yeah. Yeah. They need a cleansing. Yeah. Uh, so uh, there's a bunch of Castlevania titles that we know of now. Uh, Castlevania Bloodlines, good choice. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Kid Dracula. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't think this game actually ever came out. So. Nope. Uh, Not here. Nope. Yeah. Boku Dracula Kun. Yeah. Very super deformed. There was a Game Boy version that we had, but yeah. uh, the NES version never made it here. Yeah. So that's a, that's a good reason to uh, to check it out. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, Castlevania The Adventure. Uh, that was already previously announced, I think, for the, the original Game Boy. Uh, Castlevania II Simon's Quest. Uh, yeah, that wasn't originally announced, but it's there now. Uh, I'm not entirely sure how I feel about that, but whatevs. Uh, is there another page to that? Or is that it? Huh. Well, uh, apparently those are the only four games in the collection. No, there, um, there was uh, the NES trilogy, Super Castlevania Four, Bloodlines, and the two Game Boy games. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, that's a decent collection. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. My, I, I'm, I'm looking at the article page right now, and it's truncated. So huh. I, I don't know why. Thanks, Fire. I think it was them opening. Doing the other four games. Oh. So it says right above them, uh, already announced Castlevania, Castlevania 3, Dragula's Curse, Castlevania 2, Belmont's Revenge, and Super Castlevania 4. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. these are all new, the other ones. Okay. <laughs> so I feel less dumb now. Yeah. So, yeah. Decent collection. Uh, the arcade one that we talked about previously is out, as you mentioned. Yep. And, uh, yeah, you should uh, check it out. And that one has Haunted Castle in it, so... Yeah, another Castlevania game. Yep. <laughs> Although, well, yeah, I guess it is. It's not canonical, but it is kind of Castlevania. Uh, what else we got? Uh, more collections. We had a lot of these this week. <laughs> uh, more announcements from Sega about the uh, Mega Drive Genesis Mini. This is looking more and more like a must-own the more they talk about it. Yeah. Uh, they announced ten more. Uh, I'll talk about the, the Japanese ones first, and then we'll, we'll talk about the uh, U.S. ones after. Uh, so Japan is getting Thunder Force 3. Uh, yeah, can't complain there. Super Fantasy Zone. Uh, we technically... I don't think that game came out in the U.S. I don't think so either. No, I don't remember that one. Uh, Musha which is fantastic. Uh, let's see. World of Illusion, uh, Streets of Rage 2, 
the hybrid front, uh, Landstalker, Contra Hardcore, uh, Dyna Brothers 2, uh, and uh, Canada, I can't even pronounce that. <laughs> so don't, not even gonna try. What, that last one? Yeah. Kamino Kanzume Tokyo. Yeah. Uh, I never played either of those. So. Yeah. Look it up. Super Fantasy Zone came out on the Virtual Console uh, July 21st, 2008. So pretty late. Yeah. I think the Genesis was logged in by then. So. Yeah. Well, even for the Wii. Yeah. That was like three years in. Yeah. Um, so that's Japan. Um, but in the U.S., we're getting Earthworm Jim. Uh, that's unfortunate just to support that asshole that made that game. Yeah. Hmm. So, okay. Uh, we could always, like, hack it and remove it. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, which I would have hoped so. Um, yeah. That... It's a matter of whether they get three or not. Yeah, uh, I think they will. Uh, so then we have Castle of Illusion and World of Illusion. So those two Mickey Mouse games are there. Uh, haven't seen Mickey Mania yet. Um, kind of hoping that one gets in there as well. Uh, Contra Hardcore, Streets of Rage 2, uh, Thunder Force 3, uh, Super Fantasy Zone, Shinobi 3, and Landstalker. Uh, I really this really is looking like a greatest hits <clears throat> collection. Yeah, I really would have liked to see Musha on this on this U.S. list. Uh, maybe I'm like one of the few people who actually uh, you know played that game. I don't know. Hmm. There's still time. Yeah, there's still more announcements. We haven't actually gotten a uh, confirmation of how many games are on there. I think they were kind of... 40. Uh, hmm? 40. 40? Yeah, so we've got... Yeah, I think we're halfway through. Yeah, we've gotten 20 so far. Um, yeah, this is looking like a very good platform, well, system so far. Uh, with M.2 doing the M2, M.2. <laughs> no, a SATA drive is not doing the emulation for this. Uh, M2, the... Uh, Japanese developer uh, famous for the 3DS ports of uh, Genesis games uh, yeah they're doing this uh, so I can pretty much guarantee you that the emulation for all of these is going to be fantastic um, I guess after the all of the numerous at games debacles uh, Sega finally got their heads out of their asses uh, that's an easy way to make it happen yeah and uh, I am, uh, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to this. Yeah. Uh, seven, what is it? Seventy nine ninety nine over there in the, yeah. in the U.S. Yeah, it's looking uh, like it might be well worth the price. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, pre-orders are open if you're interested. Um, um probably gonna have to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Sooner, probably sooner rather than later. Yeah. Uh, okay, so in other news, uh, Microsoft is set to launch, uh, I think it's coming out in May, the uh, Xbox One S All Digital Edition. Yeah, May 7th. May 7th. $250. Yep, $250 bucks comes with three games. And so. uh, I think uh, three months of Game Pass. Yep. Mm, not a bad deal. Not a bad deal. I think the execution is n- not what I could get into, but... There was a way they could have done this that I would have been all about. Oh. oh. So they're taking out – this is basically a one terabyte Xbox One S without the optical drive. Right. If you're going to remove one moving part, why not declare war on all of them? Yeah. Uh, Put in an SSD, 
see if you can get the get the GPU and the CPU running cool enough that they don't need that um, that ventilation. You know, don't have the fans going on them. I want this thing to be a brick shit house. <laughs> Just, I want this thing to outlive me. If we're gonna go all digital, yeah, yeah. It seemed like they just had the molds for the the regular S and made some slight adjustments to make yeah. it as cheap to produce as possible. Yeah, yeah. I think that's probably what happened. Because I mean, if you're taking out the optical drive, uh, there's no reason that the system has to be as big as it is. Yeah. No. It could have been half that size. Uh, so and and the price of this thing is also indicative of how just stagnant the price of the 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 base consoles are at yeah. this point. Yeah. Cause that thing is 300 bucks MSRP. It goes on sale all the time. Uh, but yeah, they're kind of stuck in this like, Hey, here's one that's doesn't have a disc drive and it's $250. Yeah. It's $250. The console that came out five and a half years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I think frankly, this is just a way to test, test the waters to see if people are, you know, okay with this kind of idea. Uh, yeah, I know there's a lot of people that use the Xbox that have never put a disc in the drive. Um, so yeah. I basically know. just have the one game in there. Yeah, uh, or watch movies and stuff. Because that, that's another thing. That's another cost saving thing that they they do. If they don't have the optical drive in there, they don't have, don't have to pay for a Blu-ray license. So and a 4K Blu-ray either. Yeah. Uh, so there's that, uh, and then of course, well, I, sh- I should also point out that inadvertently Microsoft has uh, has created the Xbox One Sade, uh, or the Xbox One Sad. Yeah, well, it's all digital edition, so it's Sade. Yeah, I'll um, just call it Sad. <laughs> well, it's not that sad. It really I mean, is. It, it's you know, I never thought I'd see the day, but uh, you know, it's clearly no ordinary love for Microsoft. Uh, but yeah. you know, if they evolve get... from X X Bone to Xbox Sad, yeah, Xbox yeah, if, One Sad. If they can get their software uh, running properly, it'll be a smooth operator. Uh, so, anyways, uh, that's happened. It's uh, it's. I kind of wonder what they're going to do with the next gen now, because uh, if they're doing a discless one for this one, chances are one of the models of the next gen one will be discless as well. Um, I guess we'll find out uh, from uh, Phil Spencer at E3. Yeah. 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 You just have to be, uh, hopefully you never flub that name, the discless. <laughs> the <Yeah>. dickless. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. Oh, it's the dickless Xbox. Uh, oops. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they'll uh, they'll they'll be saying it quite that way. Uh, that's that's why they're calling it all digital edition or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but speaking of Phil Spencer, he's sort of this uh, Xbox has no dick. Yeah. Well, <laughs> many people would say that in certain corners of the internet. I would be more worried if it did. Yeah. Yeah. If it did, I would be leaving the room. Um, just okay. Um, uh, I'm out now. There's Goodbye. something wrong with this Xbox. <laughs> yeah. Then it really would be an X-Bone. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, according to Phil Spencer, uh, they kind of feel responsible. They kind of have to carry the torch for E3 at this point, because everybody else left. Yeah. Uh, Sony took a powder. Nintendo is just doing their Nintendo Direct like they usually do. So, Microsoft feels a responsibility to bring enough E3 for all three of them. Yeah. And it doesn't hurt that we're on, uh, you know, in the middle of a transition to another generation. 
Uh, it also doesn't hurt the fact that uh, they can do this at very little cost because they own the Nokia Theater. Um, so, yeah, I suspect it's going to be a very interesting show as far as yes. Microsoft goes. Um, Sony, like we said, is a no-show, uh, but that does leave the, the door wide open for PSX this year. Uh, yeah. If you're going Hopefully to... they hold one. Well, I mean, if you're going to be releasing your system in 2020, uh, end of 2019 does seem like a good time to uh, start hyping it. Um, you know, depending on what time frame 2020 they're looking at, I mean, there, there's no guarantee that it's going to be a holiday. It could be summer. It could be like Switch in March. Yeah. Uh, oh, that'd be weird. Yeah, that'd be strange, but I mean, it could happen. Uh, apparently, dev kits are out there. People are working on it. So, you know. Mm. Um, so yes, uh, E3 is going to be very, very, very fun this year. Uh, make sure you yeah. get your chips, popcorn, sodas, Chinese food, whatever. Cause, uh, yeah, you're probably not going to want to leave the house for, yeah, it's, it's going to, it's going to be interesting. Cause, uh, I think Microsoft moved up to Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure when Nintendo's doing their thing, but it seems like we're going to have a lot of press conferences on that weekend. Yeah. Mm. Versus it being like Monday and Tuesday. Yeah, I'm wondering if that's not the ESA's doing. Uh, if maybe the ESA just says, uh, okay, well, everybody's going to be doing their conferences. Uh, you guys just sort it out, do it in the weekend. Uh, and then we have a full week show floor uh, where we can split press days and public days. We do press days at the beginning of the week and public days at the end. Oh, that would be brilliant. Uh, yeah, that, that's a that's a possibility. We'll see. Of course, it could very well end up being the last E3 ever. Who knows? Uh, and uh, finally, we'll end on a really meaty story. Uh, there was a lot here to unpack. Yeah. Um, so Mark Cerny did a, an interview with Wired uh, where he uh, spilled a lot of beans about the uh, PlayStation 5. Yeah, and the kind of smart thing about this is it kind of puts the pressure on Microsoft because hmm. I get their word on like what they're doing, at least hardware-wise, for next gen. Hmm. Now it's up to like Microsoft to put their plan out. Yeah, because all they've talked about so far is like streaming, maybe no disc. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, cloud and uh, yeah, maybe won't put a disc in, and you won't be able to use it in a nuclear submarine. Uh, do we really want to repeat that? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Whereas a lot of this stuff it seems like they're gonna make the the experience better. Yeah, playing the way you do right now. Yeah, it seems like the PlayStation 5 is going to be a very souped-up PlayStation 4 Pro. Uh, architecturally, Cerny is saying that uh, it's not going to be hugely different from what uh, what you're familiar with now, uh, but it will have updated components in there, naturally. Zen 2 for the CPU and uh, Navi for the GPU. Uh, how much RAM? I didn't see in that article. I didn't mention. Oh. Yeah. It's a very vague article. It's just like, yeah, we're using some newer stuff, like these specific type of CPU and GPU yeah. and uh, SSD, but not really like specific specs. Yeah, I'm sure those will come later. Yeah. Uh, but uh, just, I mean, you can kind of read in a little bit just as far as uh, what they're actually going for. Because uh, yeah, apparently uh, Sony is like declaring war on the uh, spinning hard drive at the very least. Yep. Um, yeah. So yeah. SSD. Yeah. 
uh, and SSD, not only SSD, but NVMe SSD. So that's going to be way, way faster. Um, yeah, basically talking about showing demo of Spider-Man running on it uh, and having next to no load times yeah. when you're doing the, the fast travel. Yeah. Even wow. the potential of it running so fast, it's able to load in so fast, that you can kind of go super speed when you're web uh, swinging through the city. Yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, like if they don't cap it. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be interesting for developers to take advantage of because, uh, you know, with the spinning hard drives, like stuff like GTA had to do a lot of tricks to hide the loading. Oh, God, how long that thing takes to fucking get into the game? <laughs> it takes like 10 minutes. Yeah. Uh, and God, if you forget to say you want to go to single player and it goes into online, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's some really shitty load times and such. Some of that's network related, yeah, like the GTA of... stuff. If you're trying to get online, but yeah, there's no reason it should have to be that bad. Yeah, so you know, there's that. It uh... Kind of shows the potential of what happens if you build the OS around uh, the idea of having an SSD. Yeah. Well, sort of the same way that it's like your PC, you put your uh, your OS on an SSD, and it like makes everything respond real fast. Yeah, yeah. I think we've, we've all uh, we're we're all experienced with SSDs now, and it's like, we can't go back, can we? Nope. It's just it's how shitty the program is and your network. Yeah. That causes issues. Yeah. Um, so what else did they say here that uh, it was kind of interesting? Uh, backwards compatibility. Backwards compatibility. I think that should be a given at this point. Uh, well, you'd think so, but this is Sony. Yeah, but you know, at least Mark Cerny's getting that out of the way right now. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. Yes, it's going to be backwards compatible with the PS4 and could potentially enhance PS4 games. Uh, yeah. So. Let's talk about PlayStation VR. It's going to be able to work on it from day one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, which would be great. Yep. Plus, they're also working on a, a second gen headset. So yeah, that'll come out later. Yeah, they just need to have that stuff uh, ready for day one, so you can just get in. Yeah. Uh, what was there? They talked about uh, the potential for 8K. Yeah. Yeah. yeah whatever. No thanks. Yeah. I think it's, it's more just software oriented. Yeah, it's like it could do it. It's like just yeah. like the uh, the Xbox One S can do 4K, but it's really not happy about it. Uh, yeah. Uh, they also mentioned the potential for much better audio. Yeah. Especially bringing the, the 3D audio that you can get with uh, VR into yeah. everybody's uh, games. Yeah, which would be pretty cool. Uh, they, they also mentioned a little bit uh, that you know, ray tracing could possibly be a thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's very. It, that's like how they're that's, doing the audio. Yeah, it's essentially through ray tracing. Yeah, it's ray traced. Audio. It's that's probably actually easier to do that in audio than it is in video because you don't actually have to yeah. show anything. You just have to like, you know, play the sound. Yeah, and calculate it. Yeah. Uh, so it shouldn't affect your frame rate too much. But uh, yeah, uh, he did mention it will have a disk drive. So. Yep. Yeah, congrats. So I have something to put the data on. Yeah. Uh, it didn't mention if the disks are going to be the new 100 gig ones, but uh, I would assume so at this point. Um, I assume there would be that option. Yeah. Yeah, if they're... Like, the PS4 Pro didn't do 4K Blu-ray. Uh, I would be very surprised if this one didn't as well. 
So yeah. uh, you probably expect 4K Blu-ray, and those discs are 100, 100 gigs, so they could use that for game storage as well. So Yeah. Uh, anything else here that uh, kind of struck you, guys? Uh, well, they said that despite all this, it's going to come in at a price that's appealing to gamers. Whatever they mean by that. Well, they kind of, yeah, they kind of said that, but uh, the price that's being bandied about right now is five hundred. That is right on the borderline, but yeah. well, that's that's what an Xbox One X goes for when it's not on sale. Yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, I can see them finding ways to get it to four hundred. Yeah, yeah, especially with presumably a year and a half to go before launch. Yeah, I, I kind of. That's a lot of time to. Lock in the specs and let the prices come down. Yeah, well, I mean, they're unlike uh, like what they did with the PS4. They're actually going to be doing you know cutting edge specs. Uh, they're using CPUs and GPUs that haven't even hit the market yet. Uh, so yeah. that's that's going to be you know it's. Oh, I could see that going badly. Well, I mean, it's AMD from a price standpoint. Yeah, so it's like no, AMD's got to make their margins. Well, yeah. But their components are cheaper than NVIDIA's. Yeah, well, NVIDIA doesn't work with console makers, except for Nintendo for some reason. Uh, yeah. Which worked out well with the, uh, the Switch hack. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think they fixed that in newer versions, but uh, yeah. Yeah. They also mentioned uh, that they're still working on the cloud stuff. Yeah. Uh, they said, we are cloud gaming pioneers, and our vision should become clear as we head towards launch. And they basically are clear, like, they're not talking about network or service stuff just yet. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's something they'll probably talk about, you know, when they do their reveal, like, next year. Yeah. Like or they did with the, the PS4. Yeah. Uh, it's, um, I don't know. It, there's there's a lot here to uh, to look forward to. Uh, I, I think Mark Cerny's got his, uh, you know, got his head in the right place here. Yeah. Yeah. Not uh, not trying to reinvent the wheel, but just making everything better. Uh, yeah, basically, uh, everything that Kudaragi wasn't with the PS2 yeah. and PS3. Yeah. Which is like, oh, we need to do this weird shit to make our things stand out. And it's like, no, you just kind of have to do uh, good upgrades that the developers want. Yeah. I guess what they'll work with you. One quote that I liked here was that the key question is whether the console adds another layer to the sorts of experiences you already have access to, or if it allows for fundamental changes in what a game can be. That sounds an awful lot like my comment a few weeks ago about what are the hallmarks of ninth gen going to be. It sounds like he's looking for that too. Yeah, well, we like, kind of all are. Streaming uh, and sharing content was the hallmark of 8th gen. Yeah. Uh, HD was the hallmark of 7th gen. What is going to define 9th gen, I think? Yeah, well, it can't uh, be 4K. It's, it's, I can see the SSD being the big thing, like the minimization of load times. Yeah. How yeah. that changes everything you can do with the game. Well, I mean, if you if you really think about it, when you get to a point where you have almost instantaneous uh, access to storage, uh, you're basically at the point again where, well, where we were several years ago with cartridges and their instant loads, uh, yeah. which is something that developers have wanted for a long time again. A lot of people have missed that just because, well, <laughs> stuff loads fast. Yeah. Um, so... But now we got the the hardware that can 
is built and built around and to take advantage of that stuff. Yeah. And the SSD prices have finally come down where they can be put into consoles. Yeah. For not ridiculous amounts of money. Yeah, true. Because I think Mark Cerny says here, uh, I got a PS4 Pro and then I put in an SSD that cost as much as the PS4 Pro. It might be one-third faster. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's like the, the raw read speed is important. So are the details of the I.O. mechanisms and the software stack we put on top of them. Yeah. yeah uh, it kind of sounds like they're ditching SATA for this one because it, that's, it's not fast enough to do what they want it to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I guess the, the fast travel for Spider-Man was about 15 seconds uh, when they went to the dev kits. Uh, it was 0.8 seconds. Yeah. That's a big difference. Yeah. Like you can be more ambitious with your game, and it's not to say that like every game will have no load times, because mm. you give them more power, and they will put more stuff in there to uh, be able to push it back. Yeah, uh, you know, this is the differences between like, uh, like we saw with uh, Defense Grid Two, like the mm. PS4 versions made better than the Xbox One version. Yeah, and it just loads so much faster. Yeah, that's just the quality of the port. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Then you throw Bethesda into this. Uh, oh, yeah. Them trying I'm to... sure Bethesda will figure out a way to jank it up. Um, yeah. yeah like we need it's to load all the information of where every single item in the world is. Yeah. Into memory at once. Yeah. Whether you can see it or not. Yeah. But yeah, it's exciting. Uh, it's... I kind of get like a little giddy when we get close to the, to another generation because there's like these rumors start coming out and then the, the execs start talking and uh, you start to see like the good and the bad start to emerge and right now from Sony I'm seeing a lot of good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Microsoft's still up in the air. We'll we'll have to wait for them to actually make their official. It'll be an interesting E3. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Now, kind of Sony got their like high-level PS5 stuff out there in a way they don't really need that press conference to say that stuff. Yeah. It's just out there, and then they can further go into details with a, an actual reveal, mm. you know, like the eight, next eight to ten months. Yeah. Yeah. I find it but, cool that Sony still is um, is committed to VR. Uh, a yeah. lot of people seem to be pushing back from that, uh, but no, Sony yeah. just seems to be doing well with it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they're the only ones, the big three, that are giving out numbers. Yeah. Uh, people have had to try and figure out, like, weird uh, analysis to try and figure out, uh ah, might be, like, four million for both of the PC uh, headsets. Yeah. Uh, so I was out here like, no, we got 4.2. Yeah, just us. But, yeah. So. Well, you come in at a price point that people can actually afford and run it on hardware that people already have, uh, it's probably yeah. going to do pretty well. And have cool content that people are liking a lot. Yeah. is isn't just like, you know, hundreds of weird demos that are on Steam. Yeah. Tech demos uh, that are not all just games. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like curation for that stuff helps out a lot, especially... Uh, Sony's ability to make smart partnerships with developers for content yeah. in a way that like Oculus and the others aren't really doing. Yeah. yeah. I saw a weird story with Oculus, their new Quest headset that's coming out Yeah. Uh, the next week or two. 
uh, devs are like finishing up their stuff, and some of them are getting rejected, despite <laughs> being sent dev kits uh, to make stuff for the launch, huh. for like really weird fucked up reasons. Like, you guys had these guys, you know, work on this thing for the last you know year or so uh, for this launch. At least the one thing I've seen is like, oh well, we did this work like paring down the game uh, to make it a little more resource friendly. Uh, so we can at least, you know, release this on PSVR now. Yeah. Uh, versus, you know, trying to release on Oculus. Uh, it's like, yeah, that's kind of a fucked up thing to do to your developers. Yeah. Well, uh, it wouldn't be, like, the, the most controversial thing Oculus has done in the past uh, year. No. Uh, uh, I there mean... was that whole thing where they sent out the controllers. They had the Big Brothers watching jokes on it. <laughs> which were supposed to be internal, I guess, but they accidentally shipped some of them to customers. Whoops. <laughs> it's like, oh, you didn't already have people weirded out by Facebook being a part of this whole thing. Yeah. Uh, now you got sending out controllers that says, we're watching you. <laughs> Congrats. So, yeah. And then, uh, well, Oculus also has the uh, the S model of the... Uh, the Oculus headset, Rift, no, the Rift headset. Uh, yeah, got that one coming soon. Uh, which I don't know if you—that's the problem with Oculus because they're they've got the you know Facebook connection. A lot of people are like, "Well, this actually looks pretty good, but I can't trust Facebook." So yeah, yeah, that's hurting them. Uh, meanwhile, you have Valve doing the Valve, uh, but that's not out yet. Uh, the HTC Vive is still a little on the pricey side. Uh, yeah. Which is a shame because that's the one that my computer will actually uh, work with. Hmm. I actually meet the specs for that one. Yeah. Well, you'd meet, well, if you meet the specs for the Vive, you'd meet the specs for the Rift as well. Uh, uh, the Rift is a little north of what I have, I think. Well, yeah, it's just because they've not bothered to update the specs. They've actually oh. come down. <laughs> so, Interesting. Yeah. Uh, and there's also the Microsoft Mixed Reality platform, which is, yeah, it's VR. Uh, they just yeah, that something. Different. The whole part is just weird. Yeah, I can't just see that stuff on like the Windows Store. It's like, ah, oh, this this is weird. Yeah, it's just like random stuff in the store, like their apps. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, like SharePoint VR. Uh, okay, I'm not sure why I need this, but anyways. Uh, so I guess we'll wrap it up for this week. Uh, yeah, not uh, not the hugest, most coherent show that we've ever done, but hey, two of us are sick and the rest of us are incompetent. Yeah, cold medicine is not conducive to quality podcasting, but I like to think we did all right. Yeah. So. Yeah, listening to Pat makes me feel worse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You I get that a lot. Mm. Uh, yeah, but the stuffed up nose, like, oh god, that's yeah. not me. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, if you haven't subscribed to the show, uh, do so. I guess. Uh, yeah, you can do so on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, or your favorite podcast aggregator. And uh, you can also check us out over at thenewsmashpad.com dot uh, com because it's all changed now. Yay. Uh, so, uh, for, uh, Patrick Mifflin and Chris Sologi, uh, get some rest guys and, uh, we'll see you next week.